I can't believe that the Pat Metheny Greatest Hits album <laughs> has Stardust Crusaders involved. Yeah, that was something I found out when I was splicing together the last episode was that when this season aired in Japan in 2015, Nonesuch Records, based here in the States, released in Japan only, Pat Metheny Group's only Greatest Hits album ever. And it's got like pictures from Stardust Crusaders on... The, the cover, cover, including like the Polaroid, which is amazing, and it's exactly and like what we were talking about last time of like how like oh we're really glad that they that they were able to like rebrand after the supermarket song <laughs> right. like yeah, now they, they get totally to be the did. Stardust Crusader song and they did <laughs> yeah and, uh, and and I just think it's funny that like you know that they've this is a group that's been around for like since the early eighties maybe maybe late seventies and do you think they watched Stardust Crusaders <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Why? Why do you think? Why do you don't think so? Uh, I think because I read an interview with Pat Metheny where it was just one of those. Where it was just one of those things. Like, yeah, it's cool that people like the song again. But was it like you don't know if he has watched it in intervening years? I guess it's he could be watching it right now. Yeah, for all we know, he probably is watching it all the time. If you're out there, (laughs) (laughs) but I just think it's amazing that it's like their only ever greatest hits album is a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure themed package, introducing Japanese people to the group, which makes sense. It totally makes sense, but it's wonderful and it makes me happy. Yeah, it warms my heart. I'm pleased. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And we're here to talk to you about the Oingo Boingo Brothers! Yeah, this episode is about Oingo Boingo Brothers. It's a great episode. Yeah, there's no um, opener this time. There's no opening credits, so it just goes straight into the episode. Gives us more time with the Oingo Boingo Brothers. Yeah. a standalone episode. It's not part one or part two of anything. I mean, unless you count like unless you count the last five minutes of the last episode, but yeah, yeah true, true. But but for once, we actually get a storyline wrapped up in one episode, mm-hmm. which is nice <laughs> in Stardust Crusaders. Yeah, because this is not going to happen in the rest of like Battle for Egypt. There's like a couple that are one offs, yeah, but it's never happening again. Yeah, pretty much. So we get. Boingo, who's the older brother, right, with the hat, and then Boingo, who's the little brother, with, with the, the tall hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> and, and well, the fact that he's small and his laugh. And I think Oingo's hair is tall as well. It's just, yeah, I think it's just, he it's just fitted. It into the hat. Yeah, it's yeah. fitted under his hat. So. Yeah. So he gets special hats made. Yeah. Yeah, just like me. Yeah. Aww. I have a very large head, he and I do have to special order hats. Otherwise, just. Hats don't fit me. So yeah, he gets like special baseball hats. I, I hadn't worn a hat until like this last year because I never found one that fit me. Anyway, <laughs> the episode is kind of told from the perspective of Oingo and Boingo. At least for uh, part of it. Yeah. I mean, I mean for for the whole thing. I mean, basically. I mean, except like, for the narratively. Part when Polarf I mean, decides which cafe to go. Yeah. I well, mean, but I mean, but narratively, the story is about Oingo and Boingo trying to attack the the boys as yes. opposed to it being the boys get attacked by Oingo and right. Boingo. Yes, that is true. The POV changes, but the, the story is about Oingo yeah. and Boingo. Yes. So yeah, Polnareff is smoking all of a sudden. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. It's, he's never smoked up to this point, I don't think. And I don't remember if he ever continues. Well, <laughs> regardless, he is born with an ability to smoke without having to like build up right smoking ability in his life right because he's french because he's yeah. french yeah and to do like weird things with cigarettes like use them to choose cafes That's, yeah that was such a smart idea except 
Polnareff, put out your cigarette when you drop it on the ground. No, don't put out your cigarette. Instead, throw a lit cigarette in a trash can and burn down yet another cafe. <laughs> right. Well, it's as true. yeah, I mean that's the that's the mo of the Stardust Crusaders. They wouldn't Crusaders. be the Stardust Crusaders if they didn't destroy destroy a cafe. a cafe in every city they arrive in. Yeah, yeah. and then completely deny. That that's what you did. I wonder if Iraqi <laughs> like knows that they always destroy cafes. Like, I'm, was that yeah, like a, pa- a conscious pattern, or was he just like, "Hmm, what should I do in the city?" Hmm, hmm, It'll hmm. be funny every time, yeah. and just like accidentally a pattern emerges. Spoiler alert: When they do get to Cairo, a lot of cafes get destroyed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I do have to wonder if that was actually like a thing that emerged was it like written down in the character sheets or was it he just like you can just imagine a rocky like laughing to himself like sitting like hmm what should i do and then be like oh my god it would be so funny if i burned down this cafe and a rocky's just like sitting just like cracking up about like the idea of a cafe getting destroyed and eventually his editor yeah his editor is eventually like you have to lay off on this and he's he's like like, did i yeah (laughs) you know how when you you like put something in your work or you say something and you don't realize that it like reveals something deep about you but I love the idea of like Iraqi his editor being like okay you've destroyed like 600 cafes and Iraqi <laughs> being like you know I never thought of it that way but yeah. now that you put it I see I have destroyed 600 it's like cafes my, my dad died in a cafe fire <laughs> And this really speaks to some of these issues I've been grappling yeah. with. So I should probably talk Thank to my therapist about this. Thank you for pointing it out. Yeah, like Iraqi yeah. has a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> this is his therapist. Yeah. We are, are his, his therapist. therapist. <laughs> yeah. His therapist has been published for 30 years now. It's called Joseph's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. So we get yet another touching reunion of Joseph Joestar and one of his great loves, which is Coca fucking Cola. Yeah. Yeah. His first love that we with know the bottle of. caps being Even important before too. Caesar. Yeah. yeah. He like also I love that Joseph is like, here's how you don't get poisoned. He's right. Quick tutorial. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. pretty smart. But Gar- I also love the idea that like, first of all, him just randomly being like, poison is now an issue. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> Specifically oh, yeah. poison. Yeah. Anyway, the other thing that's funny is like how he just goes back and forth on it like so wildly. Right. Like now I'm worried about poison. You know what? Now, like, I don't even give a fuck anymore. Like, you know what? The Coke is going to be warm. Like, just fuck it. Poison me. Uh, I don't yeah. care. I would rather I mean, die. Look, look if I were <laughs> drink, drink a warm, warm Coke. Coke. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's going to be their new marketing slogan. Honest, <laughs> honestly, if I were Joseph Joestar, I would be like, I'm not afraid of any poison unless it's in a ring around my aorta. Seriously. Yeah. Wait, I'm, wasn't there that other part where they, where someone tried to serve him warm Coke? Yes, that's and what I was like. A warm cola, off. yeah, yeah. Also, like it's a delicacy or hot cola, cafes. yeah, hot cola. That's right. what it is. That's my thing. Joseph I'm like, only wants his sodas. Right. Well, cold. that's one of his like American idiot things. Things. Cold soda is good. Yeah, but that's something that Americans. Uh, well, but specifically ice in soda. Oh no, ice is should not be in stuff. It's like a very yes, American. I did thing. learn that from my French exchange student in high school, yeah. and I actually try. Not to put ice and stuff because it's like it dilutes it. Like, yeah, why would I don't. You put ice in stuff? I don't like ice and stuff yeah. either. I put ice in my water in my apartment now because my water is never cold enough. But that's all right. But also, wa- ice doesn't dilute water. So no, yeah. but. It's just the feeling of ice. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, don't like ice don't clanking like against stuff. my teeth while I yeah, drink. Yeah, I always anything. ask yeah. like my like flight attendants not to put ice. Same, in my... same. Here's my thing: Joseph Joestar eats every fucking piece of street food. <laughs> He encounters. That's true. He's and, a garbage disposal. Yeah, he's like Gregory. The terrible eater. Yeah, and now I'm supposed to believe that he gives a shit about poison. Well, like. right. <laughs> I mean, he ate 
the donor donor kebab of the actual stand user <laughs> who was selling it to him. Yeah, who was literally trying to kill him. Yeah, and now he's like, strangers might All be right, poisoning everyone, me. <laughs> make sure that you're you know exactly where every ingredient is coming from. Well, yeah. maybe he's finally come around to it now. You did know, somebody? He's been like, did he like read a book about poison? Yeah, probably. Last episode in this episode, a Rocky definitely read about <laughs> poison. <laughs> Between last episode and this episode. Maybe like um like Abdal came back and was like, Hey, you know, by the way, like we need to have a group meeting. Yeah. You are not worried about poison enough. Like, <laughs> you what? really Did be you more read like about a poison? comment card somewhere? I'm just I'm like, this is so bonkers and out so- of nowhere. <laughs> You've been really lucky that you haven't been poisoned so far. So just He's <laughs> so suggestible. So, so we get to this cafe by Polnareff doing the divination thing with yeah. his cigarette, which is pretty... Yet uh, another I, I thing that I bet neat. Hermit I like Purple it. is really good at and is just not using. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Hermit, Hermit Purple, Purple is, is... It's like Yelp, but it's a stand. <laughs> <laughs> Hermit Purple also like... It's like Schrodinger's stand. Yeah. It, like it only exists when you think about it and when you need it. Like yeah. otherwise, like... They can just go whole episodes without anyone mentioning Hermit Purple, despite the fact that it's clearly the most powerful stand yeah. they have. <laughs> it's like, you know, I bet Hermit Purple could detect poison in food. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, because if you don't talk about it, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist. It's yeah. fine. Um, it's like the it's like you like losing and winning the game. Like yeah. you yeah, just like you just right. mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do love the wishy washiness. Just like we want tea. No way it could be poisoned. We want. Cola. Oh wait, it's warm. Never mind. We'll take poison. your poison. Poison me. Poison, <laughs> yeah. poison me. I, I want to die. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like I like um, Oingo's reactions where you know they're just like, well, we'll actually take a coke, and he's like, coke, <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> he's, this he is has normal. No chill. He, yeah. is, he would make an excellent spy. The Speedwagon yeah. Foundation should hire him immediately. <laughs> Oingo is like a complete fucking goofball yeah oingo's a fuck up yeah oingo's like an idiot and a fuck up oingo like what is his job well his, well, his job is petty criminal and like right. and also like caretaker of his brother right and i think he's doing okay at at least one of them because his brother's still alive so you yeah. can't so prove prove me wrong you know? like, <laughs> change my, oingo is a good caretaker change, change my mind <laughs> um well we were talking about this earlier is that like one of the things that's really refreshing about them is that in they're like chaotic evil yeah and in a season where the whole deal is there's this mastermind who is sending villain after villain after villain after them and who always knows where they are and all the villains know everything about them these two jokers yeah they're such <laughs> assholes and like like the so the one part where the narrator makes this huge point about like oh like this is kind of besides the point but then they saw this guy who just like they didn't like his face so they're like <laughs> we're gonna beat the shit out of you for literally no reason except that we just do not like your face and they do yeah and then they take then his it, wallet yeah and then it comes back to haunt them in the end of course but I, but like yeah they have no like scruples at all they have no like like who right. even knows Dio probably doesn't even like offer to pay them he's probably just like do you wanna and they're like yeah just go hang out in the vicinity of these gentlemen and uh yeah fuck yeah. them up yeah until yeah. you have an opportunity to kill them the thing is is that like as characters I'm not saying that they're good people but I am saying they're fun to read about yeah and they're fun oh, Boingo Boingo is are yeah. super fun yeah. yeah um I don't know what I don't know how that makes me sound as a person, but well, just no, they're fun characters. Yeah, Bad it's like characters can be fun. Exactly, and like especially because Oingo is so stressed out by all of the consequences of his actions. <laughs> yeah, and like he's and like he he it would be so easy for him to just like 
solve his problems by not just... doing that. Well, so I want to talk a little bit about how this definitely follows the arc of like a lot of Greek tragedy and specifically Greek stories around fortune telling and oracles where right. you know like like Crassus went to the oracle at Delphi and he was like if I attack the Persians how's that going to turn out and the oracle's like if you attack the Persians a mighty empire will fall well that's definitely the Persians yes, so they, go for definitely it definitely talking about him <laughs> and it's very it's similar to that because it's like it's like the you know the fortune is true and he's even like leaning into the fortune he's just too foolish to know what's going on it's monkey's paw yeah, it's a monkey's paw situation for sure. Yet another monkey's paw in yeah. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And um Araki loves the monkey's paw. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yes. And uh yeah, and so I just like that uh it's got that element to it. it. It's also got the element where like um Iggy the literal fool is like playing the role of the fool in the story where Iggy can kind of see what's going on, but uh he, he doesn't he doesn't saving the day. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't consciously know what's going on but for whatever reason fate has ordained him as like the savior uh so that's what he's doing constantly over and over and over the shitty dog who hates them all is doomed to save them yeah yeah which again i which again i think is it's thrown at him which is relatable yeah but it's a it's a it's a tragedy (laughs) it's a tragedy for iggy as well because he's clearly just trying to like blow up polnareff and can't manage to do it this whole thing is a tragedy for iggy because he has to be a dog with a man's face he has to be he has to be a dog in jojo's bizarre adventure i know right like imagine being born a dog in jojo's bizarre adventure and this is what's and you have a stand so like you can keep yourself alive ish you know for some time but like you're a dog and you're in jojo's like i assume iggy is smart enough to know that like death is coming fuck i'm a dog (laughs) so imagine like if you're born as a dog in jojo's bizarre adventure and you're not even a hot dog yeah you're like you have that hot dog (laughs) (laughs) and you're not even an attractive dog yeah (laughs) you have a man's you're not cute or anything like you're horrifying you have no redeeming qualities yeah like i mean i guess in that case i would probably act like iggy i would just fart on everything and steal right the dog in the funicular was cute this iggy is not no yeah there have been cute dogs and iggy is danny's cute yeah danny was danny was great passable dog yeah, the dog Danny was a, noble. The dog with a man's face, not cute. Not cute. But, yeah, the, the actual chimera. Iggy yeah. is basically. Oh my Another, gosh! I wonder if Iggy is like somehow I think, related I to a feel chimera like, dog. I, th- I feel like Iggy is a distant descendant relative, a descendant of, of Dio's original dog with a man's face that he created. Actually, that would explain a lot. It would explain yeah. a lot. It would explain why he's a stand. I was it would explain say. why he sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it all it's all coming together. Yeah. Wow. Honestly. It would also explain why they're like, we don't know where he was born. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like 116th man or yeah. 132nd yeah. man. Yeah. Which would, would explain it. That yeah. would explain everything. Yeah. We solved it. We solved Iggy. I can't believe that we fact checked Iggy. <laughs> we fact checked him into the ground. <laughs> Let's see what else do I have. Oh, right. Fake Jotaro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. That's not super interesting. Let's move on to the next thing. No, shut <laughs> up. Uh, fake Jotaro's. I love. I love it primarily as an excuse to see Jotaro make weird faces. I love when they're like that outfit does not suit you. Yeah. Well, and they're right. It does not suit Jotaro. So I love the part where he makes a face. I tweeted it at some point and was like, "His weird little oh." Where he's like, "Good idea." And he's like, "Ooh." <laughs> 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 this is good radio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, Elis, you had the really good point that if you take Oingo faking as Jotaro out of this equation, like, 
this is just a weird day in the life. It's a day in the life for Polnareff and Joseph. It's okay. a slice of life. Yeah. This so, is why. This is what happens when you leave Polnareff and Joseph alone. Like their ability to detect danger is just through the floor. Like, <laughs> they do not have one. Like these idiots. They because, because Abdal's gone. Kakiwin's gone. I feel like the two of them are the most suspicious. Yeah. The, and obviously Jotaro. Yeah. Like Jotaro would, but Jotaro yeah. probably wouldn't Polnareff do anything. And yeah, Jotaro would just watch them hurt themselves yeah so yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so but like the people who would actually say something and be right. like well that person's clearly fake. but i but i like because if you think about it from the perspective of the stardust crusaders right all of them get through this entire episode just thinking it was a normal day and nothing right. weird happened except you know? for at some point jotaro was like why are you talking to me yeah yeah taking but, a but, shit behind but, a rock? but even that he yeah. takes in stride it's clearly yeah. the kind of thing that they right. would randomly yeah. say to yeah. him. Yeah, he's like, well, pa- well, we know that, right? Because like in the car, right. well, this is, and this is like the most yeah. interesting thing about this episode outside of like the whole structure of it, which I like a lot, but like, what the hell? Like, I mean, that's what just, are their I mean, conversations? I mean, they're like teenage and early 20s boys. They're fucking idiots. I know, it's just, but it's- but Just it's... Polar F just turning around and just being like, oh, hey, I can see from the way you you uh, you cross your thumbs that you were a woman in a past life. <laughs> <laughs> But I okay. Can we talk about <laughs> Jotaro's talents? <gasps> can we? Hey, Courtney, do like that you trick you to. do. That oh yeah, my trick where I the put, trick where I put things in my mouth and set them on fire and then also drink juice at the same time. Yeah, yeah like what the fuck? First okay. of all, okay, we'll get back to the part about everything that Courtney just said. But <laughs> for one second, I really love when Oingo was just like. What kind of talents does this guy have? Uh, the kind of I talents agree. that I think that Jotaro could make a, a significant amount of money on a variety <laughs> of circuits. Do you think Jotaro uses his stand to do it? Oh, that's, a, that's well. A really good I think he couldn't because be I think cheap. that they would they would be cheating, and I think they, they would, would notice, notice and they would. Yeah, yeah. I think Jotaro has is very very skilled with his mouth. Oh, uh, clearly, <laughs> clearly, Kakuin's very lucky boy. <laughs> I mean, Kakuin probably does a lot of tricks with like cherry stems and stuff. Too. Yeah, obviously so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm just like yeah, wh- of all the things. Like, why yeah. do we have to focus so much on both of their mouth skills? I know why. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we all know why. We all know why. Araki has no comment on that and yeah. would not <laughs> have any understanding you can think of that, that comment. Want, though, you know, yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, sure. Uh, <laughs> That's a valid interpretation. It, it never occurred to him. Yeah. Um But um but yeah, I mean I just love uh Polnareff just he's just constantly bullying Jotaro. Yeah. And I think I think some of it is like he tried for an opening, and since yes. it's not actually Jotaro, he was succeeding. So yes, he's like, "Oh my say. god, Jotaro's having an off day. Yeah. He's I'm talking going, to me. I am to going to take Jotaro. advantage of this." Also, again, yet another example: Joseph is driving. Why? That's a good point. Yeah, like, I didn't, that yeah. That's a good point. What? Why? Yeah. And Joseph, like, seems suspicious, but it's in the same way he was suspicious of the poison. Like, he'll be suspicious <laughs> yeah. for a half second. Like, hmm. But Jotaro then, eh, is, fine. Or Joseph is very easily distracted. Yeah. Well, but, like, they both, I mean, Polnareff is kind of suspicious, too, for a second. And it's like, like, you're not, you're really not going to bring up his shirt. You're really not going to bring up Jotaro's shirt right now. <laughs> Nobody's going to notice that his hat unicorn horn is like six inches taller than it yeah. usually is and it's uh well and the shirt says thoth on yeah. it which is a or the, doesn't it say the other one? Oh no yeah it says, it says uh kun kun kunum kunum yeah um and like the weird cut off sleeve like rolled up yeah very look. jotaro oh, totally yeah. <laughs> 
Totally. Like, also, the, like... Look, there are no safety pins in it that can't be Jotaro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's... It, the whole thing is is wild. I mean, Joseph, I get, because his whole vibe is a little, like, youths. You yeah. know, yeah. like... Also, he's like, driving, so he's got something else yeah. to pay attention to. But, but yeah, Polner F, I don't know. But, yeah, also, just seeing them all interact... I'm just like, is this what the car is like this is all exactly the time? What I, this road trip I is desperately like would rather Stardust Crusaders just be <laughs> like eighty percent fly this. on the wall in their car rides constantly. Yeah. yeah. So the, I looked it up, and the cigarette trick is a thing that some people can do, but with not, one but cigarette. not, but one cigarette and not five, and not drinking juice at the same time. <laughs> How did Jotaro realize he could put five cigarettes in his mouth? Uh, probably someone <sighs> dared him, and he was like, "Sure." Yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah, I, pro- I bet it started like at one and then built yeah. up. That's like at how two like, and that's how I I know that I can catch like twenty pennies off my elbow. <laughs> yeah, maybe he did ten, and they were like, "Never do that again." <laughs> five is your limit, and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> I like how they, they actually make him like make fake Jotaro like eat five cigarettes. Yeah. Also, I love that his grandfather is in the car. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. I mean, this, this is, is Joseph Joe Star. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just the saying shit that he got up to. Yeah, when he just was like, his age, the parenting skills on display are just really. Excellent. Oh, Joseph yeah. Is definitely not a parent. No. Great, great mentoring and, and caretaking. Nope. Joseph does Nope. Not. He's just an older gay man. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all he <laughs> is. Yeah. That's his role. That's his deal. That's his role. One of the kids happens story. to be related to him. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, I really like all of Oingo's weird stress where he's just like, yep. oh, God, am I supposed to put my right thumb on top of my left Yeah, thumb? is this a like thing the- that Jotaro that does? He's it like, oh, no, Polnareff's just an idiot. It reminds yeah. me, I don't know if any of our listeners have ever watched any of Cromarty High School, but it's an anime. It's with like five-minute episodes or ten-minute episodes, and it's really fun. It's about like a school full of delinquents. The storyline of like almost every single episode is like basically social awkwardness causing people to do like ridiculous stuff. So like, for example, this one guy like ends up hijacking a plane because he's like too socially <laughs> awkward to like back out of like all these other things. And it just like escalates and escalates and escalates. So it's like Seinfeld, basically. Except not but shitty. The- <laughs> right, but that's the that's the plot of every Seinfeld episode. Is like it would be awkward for us to not yeah, do X, yeah, so yeah. we're going to do this ridiculous, yeah. stupid thing. Yeah, except it's good. Right, and like so, but th- it reminds me of this. Like I was thinking about it with Oingo because he's like, like the whole time, like I know that he's actually like in danger if he reveals his identity, but at the same time, it's like. You're just making it worse and worse and yeah. worse and worse. Like the longer you go without saying who you are, like the worse your situation is. Like yeah, just exactly. Deal with it. So that's that hubris. That's that do. Greek tragedy right there. Yeah. Well, and it's like the idea that it's like just take the beating. Like just take yeah. the beating. Right. And ironically, of course, he does. He still gets a beating. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm still impressed he doesn't die. Yeah. After having yeah, his head I split keep open, forgetting that he doesn't die. Yeah, I guess it must be the elasticity of his face that's what splits, and oh, not really the and not his actual like skull. Yeah, so it's not like his... that people in the JoJo universe can't just have their skull split open and live. Yes, speedwagon. that's true. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I forgot about he literally that. Literally was axed in the head. <laughs> He's fine. I love that when Oingo escapes the car, saying that like his stomach hurts and he has to like go, poop behind go his, poop behind a rock. rock. Uh, Polnareff calls him back to the car to be like, don't forget toilet paper. (laughs) Because 
as we have gone over on this show, Polnareff's huge bag of suitcase stuff of luggage is just it's just toilet after emergency paper stuff. and air freshener. Yeah, yeah, that's all he has. That's all yeah. he needs. I bet he has those seat covers too. Yeah, totally. But and yeah, hand sanitizer. But of course, Polnareff has toilet paper on him at all times. Yep, absolutely. And of course, it's he totally knows it's crucial that Jodo use them. Right. Um, it would be nothing more horrifying to Polnareff than someone just <laughs> taking a dump out in public. I was concerned because that is a very thin roll of toilet paper. It's, well, maybe he just wants him to use up like the end of it. and then, I know, but what if he runs, well, he runs out? out. Was, it's, I, it yeah. concerns me. But as, as demonstrated, apparently real Jotaro is canonically a very speedy shitter. So... It's probably well, fine. they think he is. They think he is. He isn't like confirming that. He's like, "What are you talking about?" I, I don't know. He's like, "What are you talking about?" But, I always take three hours to poop. Well, <laughs> and, and again, I like this. Yeah, I just like that that encounter is normal enough for Jotaro for him to just shake it off and be like, yeah. "Well, whatever. Let's go to the hospital." You guys, <laughs> you guys, like, I am ignoring whatever. Yeah, whatever. Is out of whatever your, right your brains are doing is none of my business. <laughs> don't want to know. Yeah. Uh, I um, Polnareff and Joseph are constantly encountering fake Jotaro. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah. What does Jotaro think they're talking about? I mean, he. I don't think he does. No, think. he's just like he's just like it's literally not care. worth the brain cells yeah. to like consider. I'm, he's it like, is. I am this close to going to see my boyfriend in the hospital it's right true. now. I don't care. So. I love the music in this episode. Yes. It's like old school Raymond Scott Looney Tunes compositions. It's just that like sort of upbeat orchestral. It's really fun. Type it's very music. beautiful stuff. It's just like really a good. fun. It's zany. Well orchestrated episode. Yeah. Very like cohesive. Can we talk about the drawing style of the comic itself? Yes, yeah. Like, please. Yeah. It's good. Uh, how yeah. Jotaro is hot even in the weird <laughs> comic. Yeah. With I the love, giant safety pin. I love yeah. the Stardust Crusaders designs. Oh yeah. Uh, Polnareff with his like weird like his like his like parody of a western nose. I love how and, like, how elderly Joseph is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Liver spots Joseph, basically. Yeah. He and, looks like part four. Yeah. yeah. And then one yeah. year later. One year later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, Jotaro has like a safety pin on his hat, which harkens back to the first episode. The very first designs uh that Oh, in the manga. In the manga. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he has his long, beautiful eyelashes. They all yeah. have long, beautiful eyelashes. I love these designs. They're so weird and yeah. good. Yeah. They're almost like, they're like. Except Iggy just looks like more like a normal dog. Yeah. He <laughs> they're like all very dog. like early to mid 90s gross art, but not actually gross. Right. So I appreciate it. And I also, I like that Oinko and Boingo don't super duper look like. Their actual no. character design. No, they don't. No, it's like this is what they look like inside. Yeah, yeah. Oingo for a little bit looks because it's got his under eye circles. And That's why the closest do they both wear cod pieces? I know. Yeah, I do. I I noticed that. I thought that it's interesting. It's like to me, it's sort of like a comedic, sort of like yeah. tragedy, failure, foolishness thing. Yeah. It's like it super like draws attention to their, their balls. Dicks are out. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I noticed that too. And I was just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> just going to go with it. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I love Boingo's hair. Yeah, Like me the too. weird mm-hmm. blue clown mm-hmm. hair. But yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, so we get special end credits. Yes, and um, they're wonderful. Yeah. With, yeah, the, so, song, with the song too. Yeah. Right? Like, God. Yeah, which has been stuck in my head for years. Yeah, it's point. so good. It's amazing. It's just so obvious that the animation team were having so much fun. Yeah. And I love that they were like, well, these... 
these bad guys get their very own end credits. Nobody else does. No. Yeah. Spoilers. Yep. No one else does. Right. This right. isn't the something that they've just like started doing now. Right. Um, thank God. I can't. Because well, they. Imagine. Yeah. Because they clearly like. They clearly understand that Oingo and Boingo are special. Yeah. Like they're. Yeah. They're funny. Yeah. They're um, they're they're yeah. really great. I I love. I just I said this before. But I love the conceit of yeah. of villains who the good guys don't even know were, yeah. were there in the first place because they're so bad at it's it. It's really funny. And like like unlike certain past stand users like The Sun, for example, yeah. like there's a punchline at the end, but it's actually like really good. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we still get the chant chant, yeah. you know, like the yeah. um, Right. And it's like, and it's again, it's that fate coming back to them, the, you know, the the random passerby they punched is like, haha, I've brought a bunch of goons with me to beat you up for money. So. Right, and so it's like they they brought their own like payback upon themselves again with the Greek tragedy, for, right? Right for punching a guy for no reason at all. The animators love Oingo Boingo. They do, and yeah. uh, who can blame yeah. them? Who can blame them? They did such a good job. Yeah, and yeah. I love the song. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know it. I don't know what they're saying in it. It's <laughs> yeah. probably really hilarious, and I'm sure that there's a translation. I'm sure there's a and translation. I've just been too lazy to look for it. I'll I'll, I'll look it up right. while you're talking. It's just it feels like so. I don't know. Yeah, it's a very charming. It's just yeah, it's really charming and catchy. Yeah, like no. s- too catchy. Yeah, it is very. It's, it's way too catchy, which is why it literally yeah. has earwormed me for yeah. at least two years at this point. Oh, it's like believe it. I believe Oingo Boingo Brothers. I'm Oingo. I can transform my height, weight, and even smell. Just like I imagine, no one will find out, no one will catch on. The creation of Kanum. I'm Boingo. I prophesize with comics. It comes true without fail. There's never any mistake. I'm very shy, so I'm always alone, though. The god of knowledge, Thoth. Everything, everything is going to go great. Hasn't it so far? (laughs) (laughs) Hasn't it so far? Once a prophecy appears, it's set. There's absolutely no way to change it. If we act according to the prophecy, everything will go great. That's when they go like subite, subite. Uh, oh. uh, hasn't it? Hasn't it so far? Boingo, boingo, brothers, believe it. I believe. Don't get disheartened. There's, there's apparently a much longer. Um, there's like a full length version of the Holy song shit. too. Oh, so there's shit. like a four minute version, I guess, that you can find on like the OST or something. Oh shit! So that's so cute. I'm putting that on my anime playlist. Yeah. yeah. I love that that's what they're saying. Yeah, it's really everything. Horrible. Everything. <laughs> yeah, everything is going to go great. <laughs> <laughs> they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the point. I know we skipped it a little bit, but Oingo gets his face blown up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Right. His uh, plans while don't he's mark. while he's shaped like Jotaro right. and um so that, that's the prophecy. so that it confirms yeah. that somebody who looks like Jotaro will get his face blown yeah. in half. He doesn't die because it doesn't actually split his head in half. Right. It's just because he's all stretchy. Yeah, he's a stretchy yeah. stand, but Yeah, I guess he's lucky that he has his stand activated right. to be honest. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, so it saves his life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought that he died when I was thinking about the episode, but yeah, I guess I he's just remember. no, he's just hospitalized like forever. He's out of commission. Yeah, he's out of commission. Yeah. yeah. 
which we still haven't seen any real stamps for a long time. Like, I know. I keep, I keep thinking about the stamps, but maybe that's more of a part four thing. I know. In my head, it's like, yeah, in they did head, stamps. In my head, there were stamps. Yeah. But I only... remembered there being stamp in the I know there's one not. for the next stand. There's definitely a stamp for the next stand. Right. But, okay. Yeah. But yeah, in my head, I remember it. It's like stamp Spoiler, that the next stand gets defeated. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been the one that takes them all out. That's the true. Fair, fair. Um, I can't believe it. But yeah, I... I remember it as being like stamp after stamp after stamp. But yeah, yeah I think it really is part four. It must be where they really- Where they're consistent with are they? consistent. I don't know. Maybe they aren't. Maybe we're- Maybe they've only done like three stamps ever and, and we're, we're just, just like, oh yeah, it's this thing. I love the stamps. I, I mean, I really do. We're gaslighting all of our listeners. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry Guys, there everyone. are stamps in every episode. <laughs> yeah, if you don't see them, it's your problem. <laughs> um, I just, I obviously really latched onto them yeah, because same. I like closure. Yeah. Um, I really like the stamp concept. <laughs> David Productions should go back in and add stamps <laughs> fix it they should do that before they do part five uh, there are so many things they will do before they do part yeah, five yeah they probably they will. should add yeah. rohan to every episode <laughs> that would maybe make them do part five <laughs> this half season or whatever is just already so much better yeah Yes. Yeah. They've already had one more iconic episode than the entire first part had. <laughs> I don't know. Dark Blue Moon was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what? Which episode is that? <laughs> I think I, I think, have no memory of I that. I think strength is iconic. Sadly, yes. Sadly, I yes. Think but strength yeah. is, Not for like the right reasons. But. I think strength is like iconic, but it's also not actually like a good anime right i don't yeah. think so either but, yeah. it's... but it's definitely like emblematic yes of one of the things about jojo's bizarre <laughs> adventure which is that apes can have stance also that it's completely inconsistent and there are no rules yep <laughs> um still think the most memorable one of the first half of the season is the sun i do it is yeah i do want to talk it's a little upsetting. bit just briefly about the stands themselves, the two stands are, they're pretty weird stands yeah. by JoJo's, by even even by like parts four and five standards, they're a little strange. I mean, because they, yeah. the stands have no anthropomorphic design to them. There's just a book and a ability. Like it's not yeah, even, like, like, like Oingo's, yeah, Oingo's isn't even like He's a. He's just a metamorph magus, magus, magus. <laughs> magus. Mag- I have no idea. How to I don't know, that word. but Magus. he's he's what Tonks is. Yeah, yeah, he's a Tonks. Yeah, there's our Harry Potter reference. Yeah, yeah we good. Could. Yeah, um, yeah. And so this Cross is actually our first object stand, I guess. Oh, except except oh, yeah. Ebony Devil, the doll, right? Right, but this is like like that doll was sort of possessed. Yeah, through... it was kind of possessed by a stand. Whereas Where's... this is like the book is the stand. But also people can the... see it. People can see yeah, the, the, like, yeah. like anyone can pick up the book and read it. Right. right. But like, I, but it's not, I, yeah. <laughs> How the fuck does I, I, I it work? Know. I think, I think the stand is invisible. I think and the what stand, the stand is inside us all along. I think the stand is invisible and I think its power is to like make ink appear yeah, on a page. And so, so the, so the ink is visible because it's real. Wait. Maybe Boingo doesn't have a stand power. Seriously. And he just found the book. And that's why we don't see the stand because he never sees the stand. Okay, right. So like um uh so kind of like our next stand. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like an object that you pick up. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's powers. like so there the maybe yeah. is a a person stand anthropomorphic. We just don't see, we don't see the... it. But we whatever it is, we don't see it. No, we don't. So yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's not like, part it's of like design. but I think it's like bonded to Boingo. Yeah, like, and like he it, does. He has a stand, and 
Or no, no, he doesn't no, have a stand. The stand the has book. him. The stand is the book yeah. thing. And, and Boingo, what, like, found the book? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And is like, shit, this book has powers. Yeah. And so it's like him reading it, I think, kind of activates it. Or yeah. like, you know, you anyone reading it activates. But yeah. see, it doesn't like bond to like other people reading it. Right. And so it doesn't transfer. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't work exactly like the next one. But yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, he it's, hadn't it's a worked weird. No, uh, yeah, weirdly, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there there are a couple of strange stands, but there are also a couple of strange guys. So it it yeah. it fits. I wonder what their backstory is. Where, I was just gonna say, where are their parents? Where did they come from? I mean, they probably killed their parents, or yeah. you know, like <laughs> every that's... time you go to, they killed their parents. Well, they probably did. Yeah, they probably. Like, we don't like your did. face. Yeah. yeah. Next episode, someone literally kills his dad like immediately. So yeah. his own father. So um, yeah, they open the book, and the book was like. Your parents are going to die and they're going to be murdered by you because you don't like their face. And then it happened. Yep. The end. The end. Yeah. Figured it out. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, next time, uh, tune in for Anubis, aka The Sword. Sword. Sword type. Sword type. Finally, a cursed sword. We've gone this long without a cursed sword. Yeah. Finally. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon at StreamPDX Mobile Podcast Studio. Thank you to the folks at StreamPDX and Open Signal. Our music is The Freakout Experiment by Tobias Weber. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Polnareff would leave for toilet paper. 